Hello, my friends, and welcome to another episode of Unlimited. Today, we are talking about how to stop reacting and start responding. I think this is an important topic right now, not just because I said that we were going to talk about values in this month of March, but because being able to create the space to respond intentionally and consciously is so key during times of upheaval, when our stress response is much more in high gear, there's a lot going on right now. There's been a lot going on right now. And frankly, I've had a really hard time getting to and getting my brain around doing this podcast because there is so much going on. There's been a lot for me personally with kids stuff and school stuff and business stuff and all the things, but also in the world right now, I am recording this a day after Russia has invaded Ukraine. So there's a lot of draw to distraction, to doom scrolling, everything, just emotional drain. And it can make it really hard to make conscious decisions because emotions take energy and we don't really recognize that in the society. We don't give any weight to that or space for that. And I think it's really important that we do that. That's one of my values. So we're going to talk a little bit about that aspect and being able to give that space to yourself, honoring where you are and what's going on so that you can show up in a way that is authentic, as well as conscious versus just reactive. Because, you know, I mean, reactiveness is authentic. <laughs> like when you're pissed off yeah, and you yell at somebody, well, that's, I mean, that's authenticity right there, but it's not necessarily how you want to engage. So being able to honor where you are rather than beat yourself up also creates space. But stopping the doom scrolling, finding decisions to make, because oftentimes when our survival brain is in gear, we don't see that we have choices that we can make. When it's anytime, not just when everything feels like overwhelming, but that certainly doesn't help. And then digging into consciously engaging your values and understanding how values work in the background, but how you can take that awareness into a more conscious and supportive space, both for yourself, but also for people around you. So that's what we're going to dig into in this episode. It's a big part of what I do when I work with clients, because a lot of what we're doing is helping you to make conscious decisions that move you towards your goals in an aligned way. So all of those spaces where you're saying you want to do something, but you're not doing it, or you are unclear as to what you want to do to be able to kind of filter through all of the crap that is blocking your ability to engage and see whether it is overwhelm from external, overwhelm from internal, both, all of that, sifting through that so that you can clearly see the next indicated step towards what you want. And in the process, bringing more of it in so you're not just waiting for an end goal. That is the core of the work that I do. It's work that I'm passionate about, and it's work that I'm trained to do. So if that is the kind of support that you would like, and 
just to have someone sit with you. I offer coaching packages. I have a group program, but even if it's just one thing that you want to dig in and get clarity around, I have an option to sign up for that on my page. I will have a link directly to that session in the show notes. So if that's something that you would like to grab, I encourage you to do that because right now there's a lot going on. And it is still important that we continue to be able to show up and not do business as usual, but do business in a conscious and aligned way so that we can continue to make a difference as we are able to. So grab that spot if you would like that kind of support. And without further ado, let's get started. Hey there, I'm Valerie Friedlander, Certified Life Business Alignment Coach, and this is Unlimited. This podcast bridges the individual and the societal, scientific and spiritual, positive and negative, nerdy and no, there's just a lot of nerdy. (laughs) Come on board and let's unlock a life that's as badass as you are. This episode, we are very focused on values and understanding values in order to ground ourselves in conscious values to be able to make decisions and step out of the reactive space. At the same time, we do need to engage the emotional component, which we'll do more work around in later episodes. But reactivity stems a lot from our emotional reaction, which stems from the way that we are perceiving a situation and what our limbic system thinks about all of that. So it's important to remember that that happens without conscious thought. So no matter how conscious you get about stuff, your limbic system is still working very hard to keep you safe to support you in the way it knows how. It's just a brain thing. So I like to remind you, especially in times like this, in times of heightened stress, regardless of where that stress is coming from, that emotions use energy. And it's not something that you can necessarily pre-plan for. You're not going to be able to budget except in some circumstances. So like if you know that you're going to go into a situation that's going to have a lot of emotional charge for you, you can budget and plan accordingly to support yourself with that. But there are going to be times where you're listening to the news or you're scrolling through social media or someone calls you and you have to deal with something in the moment, and you won't be able to say, oh, well, I'm just not going to have feelings about this today. It's going to happen just automatically. So it's important to know that emotions use energy. We don't live in a society that honors emotions and allows space for them. We only acknowledge the doings and the activities, and usually only when there's a tangible result attached to it. So It's really difficult sometimes when you feel exhausted after an interaction or overhearing something or reading something or whatever it is, and you're tired. And then the automatic messaging is, well, I just have to push harder. I just have to do more. And to think something is wrong with you, that you're tired and you haven't, quote unquote, done anything. I call that out because this comes up a lot with clients where they're like, but I haven't done anything. It's like, well, actually, 
you did. You did do something. Actually, just today, I was on a call with a client who was doing some work around following through on some promises that she's made to herself, and she's really struggling with that. And we're actually going to talk about that, I think, in the next episode. But she was like, I keep not doing it, and I'm I'm not doing anything, and I'm just lazy, and all these stories. And I was like, well, no, that's that's not true. I hear that you're doing a lot. You're just doing a lot that's not effective. It's not doing anything. And this is the first part of getting out of that reactivity and into conscious action is, you know, for well, first honoring where you are, honoring what's going on, honoring the emotional charge, honoring that you feel drained, however you feel, however much energy you have, acknowledging what's going on that's impacting you, that's creating an emotional charge, that's giving you more things that you need to think about and figure out the decision fatigue. If you have a whole bunch of things going on, it is really important to know that the more drained you are, the more your brain functions in survival mode because it's trying to help you. It's trying to do things that follow the patterns because it uses less energy to do that, which means that you're more likely to repeat patterns. You're more likely to perceive threats because it's on high gear for other potentially dangerous things. And that's because the conscious decider part of your brain uses more energy. So that means that second part of it's really easy to just kind of doom scroll. I don't know if you've heard that term before, but scrolling through social media, scrolling through the news, and consuming all of the things that you don't have control over can get exhausting. And part of the reason we do that is because worry makes our brain feel like it's doing something. So it doesn't matter if what you're doing is effective or not effective. And by effective, I mean that it moves you towards what you want versus not moving you towards what you want. There are a lot of things that we don't have control over. And the more we pour energy into those things, the less energy we have to do the things that we do have control over, the things that we can do, and really those consist of you. (laughs) Like all of the things where you have power are about you and what you can do and what you can take action with. Now, that's why our brain worries And why we worry is because that spending of energy feels like it's doing something. So when we're pouring out energy, even if we're like, oh, well, it's not working, we're going to be exhausted. We're still going to be tired because we're pouring out energy. So especially with things where we don't have control over the situation, it may be that some energy is needed there, whether it is to care for ourselves or because we want to put intentional energy toward whatever is going on. So if you find yourself caught up in, especially the big things in the world that you really can't directly impact, looking for ways that you can have an impact. And this is how we step out of the reactivity, which would be like just the doom scrolling, taking things on, worrying about them, kind of chewing on them mentally and emotionally to take it out of that and go, okay, What, if anything, can I do about this? Are there organizations I can donate to? Are there places that I can volunteer? How can my gifts and my resources support action in this? And sometimes 
there isn't anything that we can do. Maybe there isn't an opportunity yet that is available to us to take action. And this is where something like prayer or sending energy or holding someone or a situation in the light can be really helpful because it is a more productive way of intentionally giving energy to something that you can't do anything about. Now, will it make any difference? Will it change anything? That's something that we could talk about. Putting energy towards something, even if it's just mental energy. There are plenty of people who, when they've been in a rough spot, have said they can feel the prayers of people thinking about them. And so in that sense, I do think it matters when people know that other people are holding space for them or sending love their way, that can matter, that can make a difference. When it's something bigger, perhaps that's there. But also what it does for you is it keeps open your attention to finding opportunities. So when you are consciously consistently giving energy towards something, you're more likely to see opportunities, find opportunities, be open to opportunities, talk about it, receive those opportunities. So that's a way of consciously engaging even when you can't do anything about it. And that's a the bigger picture. Now, when we're talking about the smaller things, the, the things in life, going back to this client of mine, and pouring energy into trying to control other people, places, and things to make it so that the conditions are just right for her to be able to do what she wants to do. That is where the energy is just disappearing. So a big piece of this then is finding the decisions that you can make. Now, as I mentioned, that conscious decider part of your brain is using more energy. So it does take more space and mindfulness, as it were, to allow that to happen. So tapping into the curiosity. Curiosity and judgment can't exist in the same space. Your survival brain is going to focus in on the judgment, on the right and wrong, good and bad, to simplify decision-making. So if you can give yourself some space to check in, where are the decisions that I can make here? This is where values come in then. Because if you spend a little time identifying consciously your values, you'll be able to tap into them more easily. We don't do anything that doesn't align with our values. Now, that does not mean that they are values that we want to be aligned with. It just means that they're values that we hold. It also doesn't mean that we're honoring all of our values in the process Oftentimes, we will honor the values that match up with the societal stories and the societal values, which may or may not be ones that we agree with, but if we've internalized them, we're going to follow those over other ones. So for example, that push-pull between family and self-care, especially as a woman, where we've gotten all these messages about, oh, you have to take care of everybody else. First, that's your responsibility. That's what makes you a good mom or a good wife is taking care of other people. It's much harder to see how taking care of ourself takes care of other people. And we're much more likely to perceive opportunities to take care of other people and beat ourselves up over times when we 
don't show up like that, especially if we're surrounded by people who have that expectation of us and their own stories about what it means to be a good spouse or good parent and all of that. So when you spend a little bit of time consciously engaging your values and what's going on, then you can step back from the reactivity. You can honor where you are, where that reaction is coming from and why, whether it's that you're honoring a value or you're threatening a value or that someone else is honoring a value that you hold or threatening a value that you hold. And check in. Is this a value that I want to be holding? Is there a way that I could honor multiple values? Or maybe it's honoring one value now with the awareness that I am going to honor this other value later in this other way. It allows us to communicate better and it allows us to make those conscious choices versus the reactive choices. So one of the first things that I'll do with clients, and it's the second module of my course and of my group work is digging into what values do you hold? So we go through a list of values and explore what values jump out. Now, I don't have a list that is entirely comprehensive. There are a lot of things on there, but it could be all kinds of things. Values such as accomplishment, adventure, beauty, creativity, family, humor, integrity, fun, nature, openness, privacy, professionalism, respect, security, service, authenticity, reliability. All of those and many more can be values that we hold, whether they are ones that we're holding because we feel good when we honor them. We feel like the process of honoring that value feels good, or if we're honoring them because we're afraid of what will happen if we don't. And sometimes we can have values that go both ways. So for example, family, going back to that push-pull between self-care and family and supporting our kids and spouse and all of that sort of stuff. If we don't take care of our family, then we are not a good person. That threat to the good personness can really come up and create a reactivity, especially if we make a choice and then someone suggests that maybe that was not caring for our family. That is something that will often come up with the kids or they're like, don't leave, don't go out. I love you. Why are you leaving me? I I say this, it's kind of a joking way, but it's really difficult when kids do that. And they do. The young, young kids will often do that. I don't know how many of you have experienced that, but it's definitely been true in our house. So that can create anger and frustration or guilt. Guilt is the conflict of two values. So when you're like, I'm excited and happy to go do something with my friends and show up for a friend and do self-care for me. And then the family thing is like, oh, but I'm threatening that family and they're going to feel neglected and feel like I'm abandoning them and all of those stories. You feel good honoring the value of friendship and self-care and all of that. You feel bad threatening the value of family And then you feel doubly bad because you feel good. So that's where that guilt comes in of, 
I'm threatening my value well. That's where that guilt comes in, where it's like, oh, I feel good, but I feel bad that I feel good because I shouldn't feel good because I should feel bad. And all of that is playing in the background. It's not usually a conscious thing. So that's where it's important to notice what's going on. That's the first piece. Once you have found the decisions to make, right? Noticing that there is a decision here and noticing then what the values are at play that are creating the discomfort or unhappiness with making one or the other decision. And if you know what the values that are at play are, then you can consciously show up to those values and find solutions that help you honor the values that you have. Again, either by finding a way that it is honoring both values, for example, with that going out, hey, when I take care of myself and I give myself space, then I am able to show up more like the mom and the spouse that I want to. Or it could be that you also are able to go, I've made plans to have fun with you at this time, and I've had plans to have fun with my friends this time. And so while they're not happening at the same time, it hits multiple levels of honoring your values and allows for that conscious choice instead of just the reactive anger and frustration and resentment if you don't do the thing, and guilt if you do the thing, and all of those emotions that are adding to the drain that you experience, which then makes it harder to make conscious choices. Part of this is engaging the art of the pause. So in the moment when faced with these decisions, you can give yourself the space to pause and acknowledge the feelings that are happening and make a choice from that space versus blaming yourself or other people for what's going on or for the emotional charge that's happening. The other piece of that is taking a little time ahead of time to acknowledge what your top values are so that you can make decisions both in the moment and as you make plans for yourself in a way that honor those values, as well as noticing if you are neglecting a particular value. If you are neglecting a particular value, you are going to feel more drained because that cup is empty, right? We talk about that idea of filling our cup, but it's not just one cup. I mean, that's us, but we are made up of multiple cups, multiple values. So being able to go, oh, I have multiple cups here and I'm only honoring this value of family all the time and I'm neglecting the value of adventure. And so naturally you're going to start resenting the part that is getting all the attention. It's kind of like having siblings. (laughs) As I say this, I'm like, yeah, it's kind of like, you know, if one sibling is getting all the attention, the other siblings start to get annoyed that that sibling gets all the attention. It's part of where some of the time management stuff comes in, like how you allocate your time. That is something else we will dig into more later. It's a core part of the process that I work with clients through. So It starts, though, with 
knowing what those values are so that you can engage them. I say this also with the acknowledgement our values shift. They do not stay static our entire life. As life changes, as things happen, you may have certain values that become more magnified, become more present for you, such as pre-children. You may not have had as high a value around family, and then it became much higher and more prevalent once you had kids. That also, though, can tie into some of those social norms and values that magnify our values in certain ways that may not be aligned with what we actually want. So it may tip the scales more towards the fear-based value versus the conscious value. When it comes to conscious values, there's also the ability to cultivate values. So when you look at the values that you hold, you may find that you're not pouring as much into a particular value that you would like to cultivate more of. And you may have a fear-based value, a value that you're holding on to because of what will happen if you let it go or because of a certain story around that value that maybe it's time to release. So when you notice that, again, it does take more intention and the more stressed you are, the harder it is to pour that intention because your brain is going to more likely go to the patterns it already knows, which is honoring the values that it is familiar with and that come most readily and especially the fear-based values because those are the ones that have the most danger associated with them. You know, if you don't honor this, then bad things happen. That's dangerous. Therefore, we are going to emphasize those. So just knowing that and again, going back to honoring where you are versus beating yourself up because I don't know how many times I've said this before, but I will keep saying it because it's so important to remember that When you beat yourself up for being somewhere, you drain more energy, which makes it harder to make conscious decisions. So it's kind of a self-sabotage, right? Like you want to just go, okay, this is where I am. Now what's the next choice? So we'll just go back to the beginning of the reminder of honoring where you are and finding the decisions, finding the places where you do have choice and knowing what you're pulled towards, there's a purpose, there's a reason behind it, even if it's not what you want it to be. If you want to dig into this work, what I would encourage you to do is write down five of your top values. This can be difficult because again, perfectionism can kick in. Oh, I want to pick the right ones. I want to pick the ones that are the actual top ones. It's okay if you pick them and then you're like, oh, actually it's this one or you pick one and you're like, but it contains all of these other ones. It's totally fine. It's allowed to shift and you're allowed to have more information that reveals new things. And you always say like more shall be revealed as you go and that is normal and absolutely okay. Do your best to write down your top five. But hey, if you need to have more, that's okay too. No judgment. (laughs) Write them down and then write down what they mean to you. Why is this a value? What about this speaks to you? And then how well are you showing up to that? How much do you feel like you're honoring that value in your life? I usually like to do a scale from like one to 10. How well are you honoring that value in your life right now? And then what would it take 
to tick that up by one. So say you are honoring this value at a seven. What would it take to tick that up to an eight of honoring that value in your life right now? This way of exploring values can help you tap into solutions that maybe you hadn't noticed before. Because again, when your brain is in survival mode, we only see what we're used to seeing, our focus narrows. So when you give yourself a little bit of space to consciously engage your values, give yourself the space to sit down and write them out and really explore what they mean to you, then you can go, oh yeah, actually I'm not really doing a lot. What could I do to add this in? It taps into the curiosity instead of the judgment and allows you to think outside of the box that you're used to being in. This is something that I do with clients. It's something that we're gonna do in the Flow Mastery group in our second month because it is so pivotal for making those conscious decisions, those responsive versus reactive decisions. And this goes for any part of your life, whether it is family life, work life, any of it. So even giving yourself just that little bit of space can make a big difference. Also, it can make a big difference in relationships because when you do that work to look at your values and what's going on for you and where you might be reactive because a value feels threatened, you will be able to notice more how that's impacting other people like how their values are impacting their reactivity. And while that may not mean that you do anything different necessarily, you can have a little bit more compassion and take things a little bit less personally, which also reduces the amount of feeling threatened because when we take things personally, it triggers our survival mode, it triggers our stress response, and then we tend to be reactive back. So when you can find those ways that reduce you're taking things personally by acknowledging that, oh, this is a value. They probably have a value that's being threatened. Taking down that, taking it personally, then you're able to show up more consciously because you don't have that trigger hitting you and making you more reactive. So taking a little bit of time to do that. Now, again, these sorts of explorations can be really difficult to do on your own because Oftentimes we don't see the box that we're in. Like You don't see that label that's on the box. So it's harder to go, oh, that's what's going on here without someone else to support being curious. So at minimum, try doing this exploration with a friend. I In the workbook that I have created for alignment with couples, I encourage you to do that with a spouse, both on your own, but then coming together and exploring how that works within your family and how you may have family values or differing values at play that's creating some tension. So if you and your spouse can both be on board to do that, it can be really powerful. Or a business partner or a colleague or a friendship, any of those spaces can be really interesting to explore together because then you may see where some of that tension is coming up and how you may be unintentionally threatening each other's values. If you want professional support to engage this and find solutions related to your values and be able to make more conscious decisions, both in terms of your goals and achieving your goals, then that's what I'm here for. So I invite you to get on a call with me and we can explore what that might look like for you. That's it for today. 
I am sending you all my love and I will talk to you all next time. Thanks for listening. I so appreciate you being here. If you got something out of today's episode, please share it. Leave me a review, take a screenshot and post it on social with a shout out to me. Send it to a friend or, you know, all of the above. Want to hang out more? Join me on Instagram. Or better yet, get on my mailing list to make sure you don't miss out on anything. And remember, your possibilities are as unlimited as you are. Allow yourself to shine, my friend. The world needs your light. See you next time.